And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groups. This is the week two pregame show for the MIAA where we cover Northwest and Missouri Western football, including we run down the rest of the MIAA. What's not what's not waste any time? Let's get into it by running down week one that was the MIAA. The first game that we're gonna recap was by far the MIAA game of the week for week one. It was Northwest at Fort Hayes, and it was everything as advertised. We talked about it last week on the pregame show, how these are two of the best defenses in the entire league, and they did not disappoint. Only 15-7 to was the final score there, as Northwest was able to come out with a victory, a tough road victory at Hayes last Thursday. We're going to go ahead, we're going to recap the scoring for this game. Northwest began the scoring with 11.59 left in the first quarter, when Sam Phillips tackled Fort Hayes State running back Keelan Chapman on Hayes' very first play of the game. Very first play of the game, it was a safety. That made it 2-0 Northwest. That would be the score that would end the first quarter. In the second quarter, 6.53 on the clock, Northwest scores again. Al McKellar, the big-time transfer from the University of Indianapolis, ran in for a three-yard run. This man, I'll tell you what, he is everything is advertised. PAT was good. 13-play, 58-yard drive, 7 minutes and 6 seconds taken off the clock. That would make it 9-0 Northwest. That would be the score that we would go to halftime with. Bearcats limited 4-day state to just 54 total yards, including 8 rushing yards. That was all in the first half. 54 total yards in the first half. 8 yards rushing in the first half. And the Tigers only accumulated 3 first downs. In that time span, but Fort Hayes would go, they would get some yards, and they would get some points on the board. Fort Hayes started the third quarter by going on a six-play, 58-yard 58 58-yard 58 drive. That would that would be highlighted with a chance fuller pass to Martello Birchfield for 53 yards. Fernando Avila Castro missed a 39-yard field goal. That would have made it 9-3. That would have made it 9-3 Northwest. But they would come back down and they would hook up again on another drive on a 43-yard completion. This time it would result in an Aaron in an Adrian Soto 36-yard pass from Chance Fuller on a fourth down conversion. That would cap off a seven-play 99-yard drive. That would only take a minute and 56 seconds off the clock for Fort Hayes State. That would make it nine to seven. That would be that would end the third quarter with a 9-7 score. There would be some there would be some good plays. There would be some um, three and outs. There would be some punts forced. But with 104 left in the game, Caden Davis on an eight-yard pass touchdown from Braden Wright. The PAT was blocked, so that made it 15-7 Northwest. Fort Hayes had an opportunity to t- to tie the game up, which was with no avail. Northwest hangs on. To win 15-7 was the final score. We were able to get some sound from Coach Rich Wright, courtesy of John Dykstra and the Maryville Forum. We're going to go ahead. We're going to play that for you right now. We pinned them in the first half, and we set ourselves up for some good field position. I, I wish we had capitalized on a couple of those, those drives early because I think we left some points uh, out on the football field. But, you know, anytime you play against a good team like this, you just, you're happy on the road week one to figure out a way to come out with a win, and that's what we did. 
you're able, to, you're able to hold this offense to seven points in the season opener. How happy are you after that defensive performance in particular? I'm pleased. I, I, I really thought that we could have had a, a more dominating performance had we just not given up a couple of those big plays. I mean, it was that was that was really their offense was was those explosive plays over the top. So we've got some work we got to get done, and you got to give their staff credit. I mean, they uh, they do a great job, and they made some adjustments on us, and we had to go back to the drawing board and make a few more on our own uh, in the second half. But uh, you know, short of that, I thought we played a really solid football game defensively. That was Northwest Missouri State head coach Rich Wright there on that soundbite. You're going to hear a little bit more from Coach Wright here a little bit later on on the Week 2 pregame show. The next game that we're going to recap here is Missouri Western. They take a they took almost a five-hour road trip to Central Oklahoma, Edmond, Oklahoma, to take on the UCO Broncos. Now, the Griffins did rally back from a 24-7 halftime deficit and had three opportunities in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, to take the lead before ultimately ended up falling 24-20 was the final score. We're going to go ahead and we're going to recap this game. Broncos jumped out to a, to a quick 10-0 lead when the Broncos' Peyton Scott ran a 12-yard touchdown run. The PAT would be good. That would be 7-0 UCO. Then a Cooper Burton fumble would give the Broncos back the ball deep in Missouri Western Territory. UCO would cash it in with a field goal to make a 10-0 Broncos, and that would be the score that they would be at the end of the first quarter. At the second quarter, Missouri Western would kick off their scoring with a Brandon Hall 41-yard touchdown run. The PAT was good. Griff's only trailed 10-7. Then UCO responded. Stephen Brown, the TCU transfer, on a 45-yard touchdown run, made it 17-7 Broncos. And then Missouri Western had an opportunity the next drive to go kick a field goal that got all the way down to the Central Oklahoma 15-yard line before ultimately ended up missing the field goal. The next Bronco drive, Brown would hook up with Marquise King for a 30-yard score. That would make it 24-7 UCO, and that would be the score that we would go to the locker room with at halftime. In the third quarter, Missouri Western, they would start to get some offense back. Western, on their very first drive, they faced a fourth and two in UCL territory, but ended up failing to convert. Um, a couple punts later, um, teams traded some punts. Um, Shane Butler Lawson Jr. scored on a one-yard touchdown run, part of a 14-play, 66-yard drive to get the score to 24-14, to only trailing by 10. After a UCO punt, Western would take a score to would take a, would take this ball down and score on a Bryson Commons three-yard touchdown run to make it 24-20. After that, though, that was in the fourth quarter there, that Bryson Commons touchdown run. After that, Missouri Western would have three separate opportunities to take the lead in the fourth quarter. The first, they would end up going three and out. Second, they would go in a punt. And then a fair catch interference would give UCO some more yardage on their offensive end, which uh, Missouri Western would end up um, getting bailing out on that one. So UCO would try and get seal the game, <coughs> but they would end up getting stuffed on a third down and would end up missing a 31-yard field goal to the Griffs, get one more opportunity to take the ball down and score a holding penalty, a 10-yard holding penalty, would end up putting Western ultimately at a 4th and 20 situation. But Anthony Vespa's pass would get intercepted by UCO and that would and there would be and then UCO would kneel to seal the game, which ended up making it 24-20, UCO would end up winning the ball game. This loss would be Missouri Western's first road loss in 11 games. They've been really good on the road 
all season long. We had an opportunity to um, get some sound from, this is courtesy of Dave Rigger and the Griffin Sports Network. Had to get some sound from Matt Williamson. Here's his thoughts after the game. First half, <clears throat> we didn't show up. It was, it was, it was something like I've never seen before. I, I don't know what it was. Um, I tried to go into the game with, you know, I thought they'd be just amped and ready to go, you know, because he hadn't played for a long time. And then, you know, I was like, hey, take, take a deep breath. Let's just go out and just play our football. And we, we did and made tons of mistakes. Didn't look, everything looked choppy. We couldn't, you know, didn't tackle very well. That quarterback did a tremendous job moving around the pocket. He's big and can run. And uh, he pretty much controlled the whole game for us that first half. Um, we kind of slowed him down a little bit second half. But, yeah, very, very disappointing. I mean, that whole locker room, I was just in there talking to them. Um, you know, you know, hats off to UCL. They played well and beat us and stuff like that. But um, I know we're a way better football team than, than what we did uh, and what we put on the field today. So um, back to the drawing board, back to um, getting back to uh, doing the things that we do. Um, and we've got a long bus ride home to figure out what that is and watch some film. And just there was no and I was proud of our team the second half, you know, came back and did some really, really good things. Um, we'll always fight, always have a chance to win every single game that we play. I mean, our kids are, you know, they're resilient. That's what we've trained them to, to be like no matter what. You know, they didn't freak when we were down. And um, so I see a lot of the culture and stuff that we've built, you know. But, um, man, we just couldn't put anything together, you know, and just kept shooting ourselves in the foot with some penalties. Crazy stuff, special teams, terrible. Um did some things better later, but man, it just we just didn't put any of the pieces of the puzzle together at all in the first half. It was it was bad, really bad. Probably one of the worst I've seen since I've been here, which is very embarrassing. That was Missouri Western head coach Matt Williamson. You will hear a little bit more from Coach Williamson later on in the podcast. Other MIAA scores in week one, including Washburn over Lincoln, 76-12 to is the final score there. Pitt stayed with the upset of the MIAA weekend. With an upset over Central Missouri, that was 35 to 16 was the final score in that one. And after a two and a half rain, a two and a half hour rain delay, Nebraska Cardi was able to defeat Missouri Southern 38 to nothing. The game ended just before midnight, so I bet you, you know those guys were pretty tired after that game. And then the only Saturday game of the week saw Emporia State defeat Northeastern State 38 to seven. There, so. Uh, that will that's our recap of week one. Um, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna look ahead to week two after this quick commercial break. And welcome everybody back here to the MIAA Week Two po- pregame show here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We already looked ahead to we already looked past week one. Now we're gonna look ahead to week two. And the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna run down the MIAA standings real quick. Um only um, two records, 1-0, 0-1. Oh, oh uh, half the teams are 1-0, half the teams are 0-1. Oh, In the 1-0 oh category, that will include Central Oklahoma, Emporia State, Nebraska Kearney, Northwest Missouri State, Pittsburgh State, and Washburn are all 1-0 oh on the season. On the 0-1 oh side, it's Central Missouri, Fort Hay State, Lincoln, Missouri Southern, Missouri Western, and Northeastern State in the 0-1 oh category. And the national polls this week, we got a couple of MIAA teams that are ranked in the AFCA poll for week two at number four, Northwest Missouri State, 
stays put where they were at last week at the number four position. And then at 23, Pitt State moves into the national rankings after their upset of Central Missouri. They are ranked number 23. Uh, four MIAA teams received votes this week. Those include Nebraska Kearney, Central Missouri, Ford Hayes, and Washburn. And the D2Football.com poll, Northwest once again stayed put at number four with their with their 1-0 record. And then at 24, Pitt State debuts in the poll with their 1-0 record as well. Here are the MIAA Players of the Week for Week 1. On the offensive side, it was Max Sexton, a redshirt sophomore quarterback from Pittsburgh State. He went 12 of 24 for 247 yards, four touchdowns, and then one rushing touchdown to lead the Gorillas to an upset over Central Missouri. On the defensive side, it was Dylan Buckheit. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Dylan Buckheit. Apologize if I get his name wrong. He is a sophomore safety from Central Oklahoma. He made 11 tackles against Missouri Western, including nine solo, including forcing a fumble in the first quarter. On special teams, Mike Hohensee, the sophomore punter from Northwest Missouri State, recorded the longest punt of the weekly MIAA schedule of 73 yards. His seven punts averaged 41.7 yards per punt, and four of his punts were down inside the 20-yard line. Now we're going to go ahead and we're going to look ahead to the Week 2 schedule. The first um, game on the Week 2 schedule is Central Missouri is going to be visiting Washburn. The Ankmods and the Mules have the number 2 and number 3 offenses in the MIAA. And then Washburn also has a third-ranked defense in the conference. Central Missouri will be looking to rebound after last week's loss to Pitt State, while Washburn will be looking to move to 2-0 on the season. Now the next game we're going to be looking at, we're going to take a little bit of an in-depth view of as Fort Hayes State visiting Missouri Western. Both teams are 0-1. Both teams want to get to 1-1 on the season. Uh, Missouri Western does lead the overall series 16-12 and then one tie including Western winning 8 of the last 10 matchups between the two teams. Now 2018 the Griffins beat the beat the Tigers when the Tigers were ranked 5th in the nation and then la- and two years ago Fort Hayes was ranked number 25th in the nation when Missouri Western went to Hayes, Kansas to defeat them in Hayes. Now, the key for Missouri Western, I think, is definitely going to be getting that offensive going and then getting it going consistently. The offense, uh, as you um, as you might have heard on the radio or you heard on the recap here, the offense just didn't play very well in the first half, and the defense didn't really play didn't play the greatest either. So they allowed 24 first half points there. So I think Western's going to try to shore up both the offensive and the defensive sides for four quarters. And then the key, I think, for Fort Hayes State is going to be running the ball. They didn't run the ball very well at all against the haunted Northwest defense. Um, so I think the Coach Chris Brown and the Tigers, they're going to be looking to run that ball against Missouri Western in Week 2. We did have an opportunity to get some sound from Coach Matt Williamson, which is courtesy of Chris Roush at KQ2. That came from the Missouri Western Luncheon this past Monday at the Hi-Ho Bar and Grill. And St. Joseph Coach Willie offered his thoughts on this week's matchup against Fort Hayes. I think, um, you know, the biggest thing for them is that, you know, when I first got here, they're a big run-oriented team. Uh, ran the ball. That was who they were. They want to take the breath out of you by just not be able to stop the run and stuff. And so we really focus on them. It's one of the biggest things. You make sure that we make them one-dimensional now and um, force them into, into passing now. They've got a really talented quarterback now, too, so we're going to have to do a great job 
um, getting after them pressure-wise, but off do a great job covering as well too. But I mean, if you, if you can take, that's kind of what their mantra has been. But if you can take their, that running game away, um, they become a little bit, you know, easier to defend. And I think we've had quite a bit of success defensively with them, and then you know, offensively, I think. Uh, they've always played well. They kind of line up and do their thing, and we try to take advantage of little things here and there schematic-wise to put ourselves in a little better advantage. That was head coach Matt Williamson of the Missouri Western Griffins. Now, um, remember, you could um, listen to this game on 680-KFEQ uh, at 7 o'clock on Thursday. 6 o'clock is pregame. Uh, Dave Rigger and Tommy Rezach will have the call. Now, uh, for those of you who didn't um, get a chance to know that um, – this, this game on Thursday will be Dave Rigert's last game on the radio for the university, so definitely uh, give, give him a listen. Uh, Dave has been just great on calls, and um, he's um, definitely – I respect him as a, um, as a broadcast journalist, and I respect him as a friend. So definitely he's had some of the most iconic calls in Missouri Western history, including um, his favorite, the 2012 game with Northwest, which um, – the Griffins ended up winning the MIAA championship outright that season. Um, my favorite call of Dave Rigards was the 2011 Northwest Missouri Western regular season game when the Griffins defeated the Bearcats for the first time in eight seasons. I think um, two, the last victory that North, Missouri Western got over Northwest before that was 2003. So um, just the pandemonium that was out of the field. I was there for the game, so um, it was just a crazy atmosphere, but... You can listen to the game. 7 o'clock is the start time. Um, 6 o'clock is the pregame on 680 KFUQ. Dave Rigard, uh, Tommy Rezach will be on the call, and then Chris Roush will be on the sideline for that game. As we talk a little bit more about Missouri Western um, Griffin football, we had an opportunity to get an interview with news press now's Brandon Zinner. Um, Brandon covers um, the Griffins every single week for the new, for news press now and for the St. Joseph News Press. Um, you can catch all of his work. In the St. Joseph News Press or on News Press Now. Also, he has Griffin Sports Insider. You can check all that out there. Um, Brandon and I talked about last week's game against Central Oklahoma, and we looked ahead to this week against Fort Hayes State. Here's my interview with Brandon Zinner right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. This is week two of the MIAA football season. We got the we got the reporter here from News Press Now. He is also the host of Griffin Sports Insider, Brandon Zinner is with us for the first time this season. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Just uh, had our latest episode of uh, Griffin Sports Spotlight with Willie uh, over, over the weekend, and uh, he's excited about what this team was still able to do despite the loss, and I'm excited to see what the what Northwest and Western are able to do uh, as the season goes on. Absolutely. I'm definitely excited about that, too. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's get into it uh, here. Uh, Missouri Western, however, you know, you you made the trip to Edmond, Oklahoma this past Thursday, and um, Griffins unfortunately came out on the wrong side of the game against Central Oklahoma, 24-20 to 20 was the final score there. Um, Brandon, just uh, your thoughts on being in attendance, just your thoughts on the game. Yeah, Western obviously kind of got off to a slow start uh, offensively and defensively. Uh, UCO had a, had a new quarterback. They have new offensive and defensive coordinators, so – uh, couple that with not having you know, film for the last two years, because obviously no season a year ago. Uh, Missouri Western kind of just came out, came out a little flat. Uh, UCO had some timely third downs and fourth down conversions that they converted offensively during the first half. Uh, uh, they had third downs that led to touchdown drives, and they also scored on two third downs. And uh, kind of Western just kind of shot themselves in the foot there a little bit in the first half. Came back, pitched a shutout in the second half, and 
uh, had a rushing touchdowns from three freshmen uh, that they like a lot. Um, but they go on to lose by four, missed an extra point, missed a field goal, and uh, that, that kind of accounts to four points. I don't think that's the reason they did lose, but obviously everything plays a factor. Um, I think they would have uh, liked to have more offensive output than they did. They're one of the highest scoring teams in the MIAA and the nation back in 2019. And uh, they, they got some kinks to work out, but uh, I think they feel like they're, they're still confident in what they can do, and uh, they got a big chance coming up this week. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about this week real quick. And um, Missouri Western home opener, Sprint Stadium, uh, first actual regular season game in two years. Um, Jorge State comes to town. Uh, somebody who Western has really um, had their number over the last couple of years um, from 2018, 2019. I think one of those games, I think the 18 game, they actually beat Jorge when they were ranked. So yeah. um, just um, your thoughts on this matchup with um, Jorge State coming up on Thursday. Yeah, this is going to be a game that I think uh, kind of uh, comes down to the trenches. If Missouri Washington can make Fort Hayes one-dimensional, and while Fort Hayes does want to throw the ball with with Chance Fuller, um, they want Western wants to make Fort Hayes have to only throw the ball and not get any consistent run game. Back in 2019, that's what they were able to do, and Fort Hayes ran for I think it was just 14 yards in that game that uh, that Western uh, controlled out in Hayes in, in 2019. It's going to be the, the same game plan if, if you make them throw it. And then, uh, like guys like DJ Sturgis, Sam Webb is going to be back this week on the outside at quarterback as well, all preseason All American. Let those two guys eat, then let the guys up front rush and make Chance Fuller uh, uncomfortable. I think that's going to be the game plan uh, defensively. And then, offensively, Western just wants to run the ball a little more consistently. They only had 141 yards on the ground, gave up 194, and that's definitely something Willie's not happy with. They want to run between 250, 300 yards, I think, every single week and definitely give up probably no more than a buck 20 at the most. So I think controlling the trenches, running the ball, stopping the run, uh, that's what Western's going to want to do, and then uh, try try to ring that bell, something they haven't done since late in 2019. They lost, they lost their last home game of that season. Uh, they were whooped 49-21 by UNK. So kind of a sour taste in their mouth from last time they played at, played at home, and uh, they have a chance to, to write that this week. Absolutely. That should be a tremendous game this weekend. Um, one last question. Uh, any, I know uh, Northwest played also. Do you have any other um, – just anything notable on your mind about the MIAA, anything that really stuck out to you? Uh, well, obviously Northwest holding this Fort Hayes team to seven points is, is, uh, is tremendous. That's, they should be very happy about this defense, especially with a, a whole new secondary the first time playing together. Um, Northwest has to, has to leave in that game happy with how the, the defense performed. Um, and then offensively, they still, they still have some work to do. They obviously have a, a great running back, Al McKellar, the transfer. He showed that uh, he might already be at MIAA uh, running back, uh, front runner for the for first team all conference. Uh, but, but you look, UCM, Missouri Western, and Fort Hayes, three teams picked in the top five in the conference polls. All of them lose. Week one, so we already have some massive, massive games. Uh, in Fort Hayes or Western, one of these two, is, they have both had playoff aspirations. One of them is going to start 0-2, and that's going to be a massive blow to, to one of these programs. In Central Missouri, uh, they, they, they didn't handle Pitt State at home last week, and so now they go on the road. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't know who they play this week. I haven't paid I attention. I think it's Washburn. But some Central Missouri has uh, – Central Missouri could be looking at a uh, – from being preseason top 25 to being 0-2, um, just like either Western or Fort Hayes. So, 
uh, just about as big of a week two as you could get in the MIAA here. Um, but but boy, it's gonna it's gonna make for a fun weekend of football, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think it's gonna be a fun weekend, a fun season in the MIAA. Well, um, Brandon, um, I know you do great work there at the News Press, and um, any um any plugs that you want to give, um, any way um, people can access your work. Uh, you can just find it all on, on Twitter. Just search Brandon Center at MP Now Center, and uh, you can find me all of my links, everything. You can just find it through there. That's the that's the easiest way. Easiest way to do it. Go follow him. Um, Brandon, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, talking some Griffin football, and um, I look forward to seeing you on Thursday night. See ya. Thank you. That was Brandon Zinner of News Press Now. Now remember, you can check out all of his work. Um, you can follow him on Twitter at MP Zinner on Twitter. Now, let's move on to um, the other game that was supposed to take place on Thursday, and that was supposed to be Lincoln at Northwest for Northwest's home opener. Now, that game has been canceled. Um, there was a press release that was sent out on Sunday with that cancellation there. Um, that was canceled due to COVID-19 concerns within the Lincoln Blue Tiger football program. The game will be made, it will be ruled a no contest, and it will not be made up. Northwest's next game will be Saturday, September 18th at Central Missouri, which we'll preview next week on the week three pregame show. Now, we did um, have an opportunity to get some sound from Coach Rich Wright talking about this cancellation. That was courtesy of John Dykstra and the Maryville Forum. And um, here's, a, here's our sound bite from Coach Rich Wright, and that's coming up right now. Well, we're not going to take it off. Um, you know, realistically, you know, I got hit with this on Sunday afternoon at about 1 o'clock. We were getting ready to go to meetings at 2 and then practice at 3. Um, so... It was uh, it was a quick turnaround. It's you know we're great for anything that you can plan for, but this was obviously uh, quite unplanned. Uh, you know our kids were disappointed, uh, but as I told them, we're going to spin this thing positive. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is that you know that's a game that we should win. Um, we should be able to play a lot of people. So what we're going to have to do is try and replicate that as much as we can this week in practice. Probably the biggest frustration in terms of being a head coach is that we haven't. Uh, you know, if this happens in week 11, when we play the full season, you know, it's actually a welcome reprieve, you know, to get some of your injured guys back or, or get fresh again. But when you have a two-year hiatus, um, you'd sure as heck like to play, play on week two. But uh, those aren't the cards we were dealt, so we're going to play the hand that we got. And um, we just, uh, I've, we've kind of flipped the script and said that uh, we're going to get after each other. We're going to have a controlled scrimmage on Thursday where uh, we're going to play good on good. And we're going to beat the snot out of each other for a little while and, and try and recreate a game as much as we possibly can. That was up, Coach Rich Wright of the Northwest Bearcats. Um, we also did have an opportunity to catch up with um, the guy at the Maryville Forum, the editor of the Maryville Forum. That would be John Dykstra. You heard his name a couple times because he passed along sound so graciously from Northwest's games and luncheons this past week. Um, but we did have an opportunity to catch up on a Zoom with John Dykstra as he talked about um, Northwest's game last week. I guess Fort Hayes State, and we talked about the cancellation in the Lincoln game. Now here's our interview with John Dykstra right now. And we're here on the Cliff Notes Podcast. We're continuing our look in week two of the MIAA. We have uh, we have the my friend and editor at the Maryville Forum. That would be John Dykstra. John, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Decided to talk some Bearcat football. Yeah, we got you on for some Bearcat football for a change. Um, I know um, usually when you and I talk, we talk Spookhound football, which we talked about that a couple of weeks ago on the week one post game show, which you can find on all feeds on the Clip Notes podcast. But 
We're here to talk about Northwest Missouri State football. And um, you made the trip down to Hayes, about almost a five-hour trip down there. So 15-7, um, to seven, Northwest was able to beat Fort Hayes in a very good defensive game. The Bearcats were just able to get a score late in the game. So, um, John, just um, your thoughts on the game. Yeah, it certainly wasn't the prettiest football we've ever seen. Um, they, uh, but as we saw, I think all this last weekend from Division One football is it takes a little bit to get back into it. And those guys just had a regular off season versus Northwest and and all the D two teams having twice as much. So um, a little weekend of upsets in the MIAA, I think. With uh, you saw Wash or you saw Western go down. You saw Central Missouri. So when Northwest plays probably what I consider the second best team in the conference and they're able to go to their place and get a win, that's a good week. Um, they fans, I'm sure, will want to see more from the passing game going forward with Braden Wright. But um, I think there were a lot of good things and that defense was straight up dominant all day. So um, that's always a good thing. Al McKellar looked like an All-American, like he was billed. That's another good thing. So, uh, yeah, a good a good result for Northwest. I know, I know, fans will always want to see a forty point win, but when you can go down to somebody else's house and beat them, a good team like that, um, that's that's a good start to the season for sure. I've been telling people all week. I said, you know what? You don't have to win pretty. You just got to win. And uh, Northwest um, really has been known for years now that defense they have had a, I, I probably every year since I've watched Northwest they have had one of the top defenses if not the top defense in the MIAA so um, John we got the uh, we got the memo this past weekend now Northwest was supposed to play Lincoln the Blue Tigers this Thursday night um, for their home opener but the, uh, the the release came out I saw it on Twitter and uh, I got it in the email that um, the game was going to be canceled due to some um, COVID-19 protocols on the Lincoln side. So um, just um, your thoughts on that game being canceled and, um, you know, maybe maybe some options that Northwest tried. Yeah, I, uh, I beat the text on that one because I just happened to be at Bearcat Soccer and Colin McDonough, shout out to Colin, uh, gave me the heads up a little bit before he sent out the text. So um, we – uh, we broke that on Twitter, I guess, but um, it's unfortunate news for sure. Um, they they tried. Um, I know Colin told me why I was at the soccer game that that Andy Peterson and Rich were trying to find an opponent. But as Rich kind of explained, Coach Rich Wright explained during the uh, during our Tuesday press conference uh, that you have sound for. They, uh, they tried to find an opponent, but they also tried all last spring to schedule somebody. And when you're as successful as Northwest is, not many teams, D2 or FCS, which was where they were trying to schedule, want to play Northwest with that, with how tough they are. So um, they decided to end up taking a bye week and get ready for Central Missouri next week, which should be a really good game. Um, Central Missouri, I know, was picked second or third in a conference coming into the year, got got kind of taken to the woodshed by Pitt State. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Coach Jim Savota, who I know everybody up here has a lot of respect for because he was longtime offensive coordinator for Northwest, um, 
how his team bounces back against a tough test with the Bearcats uh, next week after they play Washburn this week. So it's it's been a rough start to the season for for UCM, and they could be trying to avoid 0-3 against Northwest. Oh, the ball, definitely. So, um, again, you know, our thoughts are out there with Lincoln. You know, their their team, obviously, you know, we wish them, you know, the best. You know, get healthy, um, get healed up quickly. So, um, you never want to see a team, you know, back out of a game. So, um, definitely. Um, sure. And I will point out, um, I've had some questions with people asking if Northwest would have to cancel a game because of themselves. And Coach Wright did point out this week that he believes most teams, including his own in the MIAA, are vaccinated enough that they they wouldn't fall into those NCAA rules with quarantines and stuff. They they might lose a few guys, but they wouldn't lose a whole team like Lincoln basically did. So he doesn't think going forward we'll see too many more cancellations of games that don't involve Lincoln. So um that's that's at least should be a little solace for for Bearcat fans knowing that in the future and Griffin fans listening to this too that in the future that game is probably the only one that has a really good chance of being canceled yeah so I definitely again you know our thoughts are up there with Lincoln um John um I know you do great work for the forum um where um where can people um see and um see your work MaryvilleForum.com on Twitter, um, Maryville Forum Sports Twitter account. We live tweet and stuff. Um, those are those are the main spots. You can track it down on Facebook too, just to find find the articles. But um, yeah, well, we try to be somewhere every night, at least one place, and and sometimes multiple. So uh, certainly on Friday nights. So um, yeah, you can you can find us there. Absolutely. Definitely go to uh, Maryville Forum. I think it's maryvilleforum.com slash sports. I'll get you a um, year-long subscription there, get you a monthly subscription, whatever fits your budget, definitely there. If you're a fan of um, Northwest Missouri, um, Maryville, Nottoway County, Nottoway Valley Sports, Nottoway County Sports, John's yeah. got, it all, got it all for you. So, um, John Dykstra, thank you so much for coming on the podcast once again, and um, good luck to you this week while you cover some high school sports. Thank you, Clifton. Thank you so much, John Dykstra of the Maryville Forum, for catching up with us and talking some Northwest football with us. Now, we do have three games on Saturday, September the 11th. We got uh, two matchups with 1-0 teams. Now, a 2 o'clock game in Joplin, we have Northeastern State visiting Missouri Southern. That is a 2 o'clock game in Joplin. And then two 7 o'clock games. Um, one of the big games of the week is nebraska Carney on the road at Pitt State. That should be a fun one there. And then a 7 o'clock start in Emporia as Emporia State host central Oklahoma. We don't we're gonna end the we're gonna end the episode. We did have an opportunity to catch up with Devin Albertson of D2football.com. You might hear him on my podcast talking about eight man football, but he also doubles up as a writer for D2football.com on the MIAA side. Devin and I talked about both Missouri Western and Northwest's performances over the past week and a look ahead to this week in the MIAA. Here's our interview with Devin Albertson right now. And we're here on the Cliff Dust Podcast. We are still here on the MIAA pregame show. We are here. Usually you hear this guy talk about eight-man football, but he also doubles as a D2football.com correspondent. This is Devin Albertson. Devin, how you doing, man? Good. How you doing, Cliff? I'm doing all right. Great week in the MIAA. A um, lot, of, 
Uh, we had a few upsets. We had um, we had a great defensive game. So let's go ahead. And let's get to it. So number one place where I'm going to start was last week in Hayes, Kansas. 15 to seven Northwest in a defensive game against Fort Hayes State. You kind of figured, you know, with these two teams are traditionally good on the defensive end. You kind of figure maybe this is going to go this way. Maybe who got the who got the final touchdown was going to score. But um, Devin, I know probably you got a chance to pay attention a little bit to the game. But um, just your thoughts on this game in Hayes. Um, so Northwest, the defense, especially the defensive line, is still really good. Um, it's always going to be the case there with Rich Wright over there. They're going to play good defense, maybe you know, borderline great defense every year, week in, week out. It's just that the offense can come along with it. And there, I know they just scored 15 points, and one touchdown came very late in the game. that kind of sealed it a little bit. I know the, the block PAT made it very interesting the last minute of the game or so. But they were at least moving the ball a little bit before having to punt and stuff like that. So at least they were getting some first downs and getting some positive yardage. It wasn't just a three and out and defense get back out there a little bit. So there's stuff to build on. And Al McKellar, we talked about in the preseason, running back from Northwest, transfer from UND. The kid's an absolute stud. The O-line is doing really well in the run blocking situations there, getting him some holes to burst through. Their touchdown drive in the earlier in the game where he had pretty much all 58 yards and they end up scoring a touchdown on 12 plays. That's going to be their MO. They're going to beat some good teams. Is he needs to stay healthy. They got good backs behind him, but he's going to be their workhorse kind of deal. And if he's going to be really good this year, they're going to go a long way. But Braden Wright has to be effective there in the passing game for them to beat good teams um, in the MIAA. And if they get out of the conference play and go to the playoffs, he's got to play well for the beat good teams. So that's still the question mark right now. I know there's still some feeling out. New offensive coordinator third-year quarterback, how they're going to gel a little bit and get their rhythm going a little bit. It stinks they don't get a game this week, so I think a game versus Lincoln could have really been, first of all, a morale boost. Second of all, they get some of those offensive kinks kind of worked out against a lesser opponent. It would have been nice for them going forward into their next stretch of three or four games against some good teams. But they'll have a week of practice here, and we'll see what they do kind of going forward. And Fort Hayes, another team, good defensively. They can't run the ball. You can't run the ball versus Northwest usually anyways, but they really couldn't against the Bearcats, and it put a lot of pressure on Fuller to make a lot of big-time throws from the win the game, and it just wasn't enough. So Northwest, big win there, Fort Hayes. They're in a little bit of a hole now, and they're going to have to win a few games here going forward if they want to be in the playoff picture going uh, late into November. Absolutely. We'll be talking about Fort Hayes here shortly because they got another team against another local team here. But uh, the other game that we're going to talk about, of course, is Missouri Western. Um, Western. Um, the the deep the offense didn't play very well in the first half. The, the defense didn't play well. Uh, they had some spots there where they thought they were going to get the win there. But um, Devin, just your thoughts on um just thoughts on Missouri Western's trip to Edmond. Um, I think they might have been surprised a bit by who the starting quarterback was for UCO. Um, I go into the going into the year I thought it was going to be Keats Calhoun, a big pocket passer left lefty for him and it turned out to be uh stefan either stefan or stephen brown i don't remember the pronunciation first name um tcu transfer more of a dual threat mobile guy and i think that may have thrown western off a little bit on defense early and i had questions going into the year about best at quarterback and how they were going to be able to uh, move the ball officially on offense and that kind of showed in the first half where they were out of sync and the broncos jumped on a 24 7 halftime lead but Western was able to come back, get it within four points there late in the game. Unfortunately, I believe Western's last 12 plays, they netted negative 21 yards. So 
That was over three or four drives there. They had a chance there late in the game to take a lead, and they just couldn't get anything about offensively. That's something you want to get fixed because that's a winnable game for Missouri Western, and losing that game puts you behind the eight ball because you still have Fort Hayes this week, Northwest, Pitt, Kearney, all the Washburn, all these teams later in the year that are not easy winnable games. This was a winnable game, and it really hurts your chances to either go to the playoffs or have a bowl game possibility if you drop winnable games like this to teams that were supposed to finish in the bottom half of the conference. It's a big loss for Missouri Western, and we'll see if they can ride the ship this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, in the fourth quarter there, I mean, they had three opportunities to take the lead. Um, two, three, and I believe it was two, three and outs, and then um, a tur- an interception on the final drive. There, you know, Missouri Western, you know, really, um, really some positive things there in the second half, but it's going to be, um, they're definitely going to need to rebound here coming up against their next opponent coming up a Thursday night game, uh, opening night at Spratt Stadium, uh, Fort Hayes State coming up a loss to Northwest, um, a really good defense, another team that's been voted in the top half of the league. And um, Devin, your thoughts on this um, week two matchup, how big is it for both of these teams? Oh, for sure. They're both their backs against the wall. As I said earlier, uh, Fort Hayes, they still have to play Kearney, Pitt, and Washburn, and those teams going forward. And Western has those three teams plus Northwest before the season's over. So there's a lot of big games for both these teams going forward. And if you start the year 0-2, the pressure then to go 9-0 the rest of your schedule to have a chance at the playoffs is almost insurmountable at this point. Um, so it's a big week for both these teams. I think the loser is probably eliminated from the playoffs until something weird happens in 2021, which – D2 football, thing, weird things do happen, but you don't want to be in that situation where you're 0-2 and you're looking up and everybody are like, wow, we are so far behind the eight ball. And then things can spiral at that point. So even if you are an eight, seven, eight win team, you start 0-2, you start pressing a little bit more, the attitude in the round of the building's a little worse, and things can really spiral. So this is a big week for both these teams. Missouri Western, you want to win your home opener, um, your home yeah, home opener there. You have to get a win here. Just um, going forward, you have to be one of the top dogs, and it starts with this week. I just think that Chance Fuller and Fort Hayes will be better offensively this week. I said it before in the preseason, Missouri Western's roster is as talented and as skilled as anybody in the conference, but they have to put it together for four quarters, 60 minutes to beat good teams. Um, they, they should. If you don't do that for a half, you can still lose a team like UCO, which is the is a deep conference. So we'll see if they correct some mistakes from last week. I think Fort Hayes does win this game on the road. Uh, I think there's a little bit of better better team. Um, I thought Western would try the year 1-1. One and one. It might be 0-2, which is not a great start for them this year. And then, uh, Devin, do you have anything else in the MIAA just all around the, uh, just the rest of the conference, really? Anything that really stuck out to you? Um. Pitt State playing Kearney this week. Uh, Pitt State went over to War- Warrens, uh, Warrensburg and thumped Central Missouri. They absolutely took it to them. Um, they lost their identity a bit in 2019 offensively. Defensively, they were kind of soft. They went over to UCM and found themselves a little bit. Max Sexton's a good quarterback over there. Defensively, they held UCM to 16 points. Coach is a really good offensive coach over there. And to hold a team with a veteran quarterback like Kyle Bradley, I know he's behind Bowles, but he's got playing time over there. So he has game time experience in the MIAA. And to hold that team to 16 points and nullify their running attack was very impressive for Pitt State. And they got Nebraska Kearney here. I think this is the third and fourth best teams in the conference going at it in week two. Kind of like last week I had Northwest and Fort Hayes at one and two. This is three and four. So this is a big game for both these teams to see who could possibly challenge Northwest and Fort Hayes for a possible playoff spot. Um, I'm rolling with Pitt State, but Nebraska Kearney, T.J. Davis is a really good dual-threat quarterback, um, and I think it's be very interesting to see. I think T.J. Davis is actually second in the conference in rushing yards 
only behind McKellar for Northwest. Um, so I, really interesting this week. Two teams are definitely on the come up here. And I said this on a different podcast this week, but when Pitt State is good, the MIAA is just better. When Pitt State, Northwest is the top of the conference battling it out, it's a lot more fun. Everyone around the nation kind of looks at it a little bit more uh, just because there are two powerhouses in the conference. So I'm wanting to see Pitt State uh, play well here earlier in the season. But a lot of good football we played here in the MIAA. I know Washburn looks pretty good. They play UCM. Three really good games this week, and I'm really excited for it. Oh, absolutely. You're right about that Pittsburgh State deal. I mean, you know, I remember the days of Pitt State and Northwest going at it with, like, Jermaine Lace and, like, um, Xavier Oman, you know, those guys, X. And then um, the, the 2011 game, I mean, you guys, guys for Pitt State, like uh, Zach Dickey, guys like John, um, John Brown, guys like guys like that, you know. Um, yep. I mean, Pitt State, you know, when they're, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, when they're good, the rest of the conference is better, you know. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I think, you know, they're going to be one of the teams that really um, challenges Northwest, you know, down the line. So, um I'm really excited. I'm right there with you with these three games. Um, I'll be at Missouri Western this week for um, Fort Hay State and um, Missouri Western. That should be a fun one. Um, we'll have a post-game show after that, but I know, Devin, you'll be paying attention to everything that's going on in the MIAA, if not going to a game, but I know you're at least going to be paying attention. So, um, Devin, again, thank you so much pulling double duty on the podcast for a second straight week, and um, hope you enjoy a lot of great football this week. Yeah, thanks, Cliff. You too. That was up. Devin Albertson of D2Football.com. You can check out his column on D2Football.com. That will wrap up the Week 2 pregame show here for the MIAA. Now, remember, um, all those games that I ran down, you can watch the replays, you can watch the live games, all on the MIAA Network at the MIAAnetwork.com. You can check those out there. And then... Um, if you want to listen to the Missouri Western game this week, you can check that out. Remember, 680-KFEQ on your AM dial, or you could you could go 680-KFEQ.com, and there's a live um, broadcast button there. You can actually listen live on your phone, on your tablet, or whatever um, mobile device that you use. So definitely check that out there. That's a wrap, and um, we'll be back on either Thursday night or Friday with a post-show from Missouri Western, and um, I wish all the MIAA teams good luck this week. Should be another great week of football. And until then, take care, everybody.